Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number four of the Warriors of Lust podcast. This will be our final episode under the spoiler embargo, although we are going to partially lift the spoiler embargo tonight. So, attention, if you have not finished the second Favnair section, if you are still at like level 86 or below, you're going to want to tune into this episode later once you've gotten past level 86. If you are beyond level 86, we are not going to spoil anything after that, so you are good to go for this episode. Welcome in, everybody. On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about kink in the ERP and RP community. My name is the enemy of innocence, sucking way, Callie Page. And I am the insatiable Jiraku Drake. And as always, I'm the temptress of fate, Serena Hima. Welcome in, everyone. Jiraku, you are sounding buttery smooth tonight. What's going on? I am definitely not incredibly sleep deprived. Oh, wonderful. Okay, well, um, I'll assume that you are incredibly sleep deprived because you've been playing so much Final Fantasy XIV. We're just going to go with that. It. Yeah, that you know, that's a really convenient cover story. It's good that Endwalker came out. I mean, we do this show, so it's fine to use that as a cover for basically anything. I'm sorry, <laughs> Callie, I couldn't do any editing. I was uh, busy playing Final Fantasy XIV. That's useful for everything. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Final Fantasy XIV, uh, our new cover-up. <laughs> uh, Serena, I would ask uh, what you've been up to over uh, the break, and I actually I do need to find out because I can't help but notice that every time I tune I attend raid night now, you don't want to be there anymore, and I can only assume it's because you don't like me. No, I absolutely love you. I have just had lingering issues from when I had my cold, um, mm. so headaches and stuff like that have been rampant. Otherwise, I have been playing final fantasy 14 because i have an addiction to fighting things uh, that's fair that's fair <laughs> and spending what? time with family so beautiful i've been uh working on uh getting my dragoon back up to best in slot and i uh as of last night i'm right where i can be as far as i can be given that we've only had a couple weeks of the normal raid being out but we've got uh, i got all my zodiac ex gear taken care of and all of my trial number two ex gear that you can get as well i also got the barding from trial uh number two ex and it's so pretty my choke i finally got rid of the lunar barding it was so good oh fuck yeah that's amazing it's so it's it's like 600k on the arc on the board right now like uh, yeah it's really expensive for a barding but um it's really pretty and i wanted it so yeah i would like i would like to voice also that there is another way that we could clarify what our spoiler embargo covers. Oh, okay. Because I realize that someone might hear the second time going to Thavnair and be like, oh, you mean that dungeon? That that one time we go into the tower? And like, Oh, uh, that's fair. The, the real way to tell is if you have gotten to a zone that was not shown to you in any of the preview footage, it's yeah. not in the trailer, it's not in the fucking live letters or any of that shit. Well, the fifth zone. We, um, yeah, that's yeah. true. It is the fifth zone. I didn't count. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you get to the fifth zone, if you've been there, not, you're not safe. a mathematician. Okay. Um, if we're going to start calling the ability to count to five mathematician, like qualifications, I'm really worried. Although you are very tired. Okay. And can't do math. Math. <sighs> math. 
Math goes out the window first. <laughs> it's the first <laughs> thing to go. Fair enough. All right, let's get right into it uh, because we can finally open up our thirst down to the lovely denizens of the Endwalker expansion. Let's get into uh, this week's edition of the thirst down. Serena, I'm going to need you to lead us off this week. All right, I think mine is an excellent, excellent choice, um, especially going into Endwalker. Um, this was kind of like one of the first characters. I was like, oh, uh, it's Aaronville. I'll leave it to Serena to go for the first bunny boy she sees. <laughs> I love the bunny boys. And he was just, he was, he was very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. He was sassy. When he looked at me, I was like, I'm listening mm-hmm. very intently. And the I, accent I, is so good. That's the oh, thing, right? Like, listen, I'm a lesbian, yes. but that accent makes me think twice about it. Like, I, oh, man. Like it's it's the same thing that uh, freaking uh, Lena did to me on on the first. Like that accent just every time, man, gets me. Do you guys do it in English or in Japanese? I play in English. I play in English so that I oh. can close my eyes and half sleep <laughs> if necessary and still okay. catch what's being said. I will have to listen to his English voice then, uh, because I do not. I'm playing Japanese. Oh yeah, you need to listen to like just look up a, like a cutscene with him in his English voice because his 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 accent is real sexy. I just I liked it when he looked at us and he was like, "Y'all ain't no damn frogs." <laughs> I know what a frog is, <laughs> and you're not it, <laughs> and you're not it. It's I mean it's so true. Like every uh, every expansion, there's to a degree the people who don't know who we are. And like his just takes it to another level where he's like, listen, warrior of who? I don't care. You're not a frog and I need frogs right now. And you're like, all right. All right, Aaron I see you. All right. All right. I, I dig it. Aaronville is more than worthy of a submission. I'll tell you, someone who was all about Aaronville would be my wife. Uh, <laughs> she was a big fan. Uh, she was the... Like, what a way to lead with your best foot forward mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. hello, bunny boys are in the game now. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Him and the one from the Sage Quest, yeah, Sage Quest line, that's alright, I guess. But, I like, mean, he's but, no Aaronville. Yeah, he's not, I haven't even, I don't even, don't even remember him, but I only just picked up Sage. <laughs> yeah, he's a little ways into Sage. Oh yeah, no. All right, I'm going to go next, and uh, I'm just going to get this out here now. Jiraku, you can excuse yourself from the conversation for a couple moments because I oh, know God. you hate Ishgardians, and I know you don't like Ellison. So I'll just let you go ahead and excuse yourself. You can go, like, you can sleep for like 10 minutes, and when, and when you, you'll be good to go when you come back. But there I have are to do Ellison it. that aren't assholes. I suppose. Well, Those this one might not qualify. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, so here's mine. Um, uh, for a long time, I wasn't the biggest fan, even though he taught me how to be a dragoon. And uh, listen, yeah, listen. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> this expansion, he finally becomes more than just I showed up to blow up the big machine, and then I'm now I'm gonna leave again. Now he's kind of here, and we get to talk with him more, and he's kind of funny, and he is gonna be my first male addition to the Thurstown. It's a Stinian. Listen, I I respect any man who can work a pole, and uh. <laughs> No one he does works. it better than Astinium. It's like he works so, real well. Real well. So I have bad news. Yeah, oh, do you? I my my opinion of Astinian is one that I have stolen because 
a friend of mine phrased it so perfectly that there's no better way for me to phrase it. And what he said was, wow, it's very strange. It's a very strange writing decision to add this new character and call him also Estinian and just get rid of the old character <laughs> and just use the same appearance and act and have everyone just be like, oh yeah, no, you're Estinian. You've been here the whole time. It's a yep. very strange decision to do that with this brand new character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's changed that's, a lot. This this character that's likable and reasonable and terrible with money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird bit that I didn't expect them to put in, but I'm really glad they did because it was very funny. It was that was wonderful. one of the best bits early on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Oh. The, the sheer terror of, oh no, we have to stop him from spending money. You have to do it. Yes. Uh, so listen, <laughs> I've been a Dragoon since the very beginning, so I've known Estinian for a minute. And yeah, for a long time, he was just the asshole who showed me how to jump real good. Um, and for a long time, yeah, I didn't really care about Estinian. I, like, he was fine in Heaven's Word. Um, obviously a major part of the Dragon Song War and a super important character in that respect. But like, yeah, he was fine. And now all of a sudden, you know, we get the uh, the cutscene with uh, with him and, and having trouble spending money. And if you do, if you pick him to come visit your room uh, in that evening cutscene, he shows up with like the the button down shirt with a, t- a couple buttons do- undone at the top, and he like actually comes into your room and like jumps out your window. I'm like, all right, you know what, Estinian, you're getting I, there for me. I am not at all surprised that you picked Estinian for that. Uh, I didn't, to be clear. I actually picked Graha. Uh, however, taste, I, I then went to the unending journey and rewatched it, picking all of them. I did the same thing. That's what I was going to say. I picked Graha and then I just watched all of them because I wanted to get all their personalities. And Estinians, I think, yeah. was the funniest. Estinians <laughs> was probably the best. The second best, I actually do think, was Graha. And the reason his oh. is so good is because everyone else, all of the other characters, when uh when they're waiting at the door for you to come answer it, they're all like standing smiling or like like posing like really sexy, like you know, almost smoldering for you. Mm-hmm. And then Graha, and he's just like rubbing his hands together nervously, like, oh my god, oh my god, the warrior of light's gonna come and talk to me. Oh my god, I'm alone with him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like Graha, you giant dork. I love I, you so much. I love him so much. I of course chose Ishtola. Oh, yeah. And I have so many alts that I was just planning on doing it on a different character every time through because I completely forgot that you could just watch it in the unending journey. Yes. Because some of us aren't as clever as the other two of us. <laughs> Duraku, I want to introduce you to a concept. It's called a nap. Puzzle solving is the second thing to go. <laughs> So let's see how high the number goes today. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, uh, you should definitely go back and watch through with all of them. Uh, They Mm. are very good. I really do like Yishtola's. Everyone, I mean, everyone's, you know, kind of trying to convey the same point of like, hey, you have your limits too. And I love any story that deals with the Warrior of Light's mortality with them not being this omniscient deity who can show up and solve any problem ever, even though we basically can. Um, Like, I, lo- I love that storytelling. They really started it in Shadowbringers, and I was happy that they kind of continued it in Endwalker. Mm-hmm. I absolutely popped off when I realized that it was letting me choose my own adventure on uh-huh. who was coming to my room in the middle of the night. And I'm like, 
I, I was Grahatia hovering over that Ishtola button. That's what I was. I, I sat there kind of thinking, like, is this going to be like, is this, is this the beginning of our canon romance? Like, what is, what is, what is this? What is going on here? Are they actually, did they actually make seven different cutscenes and I get to pick the one I want? They did. Oh, oh my gosh, they actually did. I know. When I did it, I was just like, I'm just going to chew because I was doing all the quests and I was like, who haven't I talked to in a while? Yeah. I haven't talked to Graha. <laughs> Click. Can, can we talk about how weird it was that Alphanos was weirdly the weakest of them? Like, yes. I would have thought, given kind of his importance in the story, that they would have like really gone all out on his. But like, uh, I thought his was the weakest of them. Even Thancred's was better. I got emotional. Uh, on who? With the Grahas. Oh, Grahas. Yeah. Love him. Like Grahas just like checked all my boxes. It was mm-hmm. so good. Same with Yashtola's, where she's just oh. like, "Hey, you know, I'm here to check up on you, and please, you know, talk to me when you need help." I'm like, "Yes, Yashtola. Oh, cat mom." <laughs> Oh my gosh. There is another uh, certain mommy that I want to talk about, but we can't talk about her until the entire spoiler embargo is lifted. So we're going to have to wait until next episode to talk about them. Oh boy. My absolute favorite character in the game so far is also locked behind the content embargo because yep. guess what? Endwalker is really good. However, yep. I, I will also be good and not break that embargo because if Yoshi P fucking thinks that we all need free time given to our accounts because of how few people have been able to actually fucking play with the congestion, I think it's only fair that we agree with him. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we, we stand by it. We wanted to let, lift the embargo a little bit because by this point, everyone's gotten at least some time to play. Um, and this, what we're talking about in this uh, episode is all stuff you've seen in trailers. Like nothing, we're, we're probably not going to hit on too much that like you didn't like, Oh my god, we went to the moon. Okay, well, we knew we were going to the moon. Oh, like, yeah. It's, we're not spoiling anything there. So we wanted to lift it a little bit, but there are, of course, major things that are going to happen, uh, level 86 onward, that, um, yeah, we're not going to spoil that for you. If you haven't gotten around to playing it yet, uh, please go do so, and I'll just say this. Buckle up, because by the end of it, I was sitting there like, I'd like to get off the ride now, please. I know it wasn't even at the end of it and I wanted to get off the ride. <laughs> Somebody make it stop. I I would love very much to at some point in the future, perhaps even on the record, fully go into our various responses to the end of Endwalker. Oh. I think mine will utterly shock everyone quite possibly. Oh. Okay, well, listen, okay. I'll tell you what. Next episode... We'll do it. We'll talk about our responses to Endwalker. Uh, because by next episode, two more weeks will have passed. We'll be in the middle of January, and I think we'll be good enough to, we'll be able to lift the spoiler embargo at that point. Yeah. Uh, about this guy. I think, though, Jiraku, I think you need to give us your thirst down. Yeah, we do need one from you, Jiraku. Oh, oh, right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's obvious. Uh, okay, it's great. N- it's Nadana the Alchemist. Nadana? The- the the elephant lady. Elephant? Have you looked at her eyes? Do you remember <laughs> the way her eyes shone in that cutscene? They well, went out of their way. They made that elephant really pretty. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't love a trunk, right? Well, I don't. if she if I she, she put if she puts her trunk joke. if she puts her trunk in me, is that oral or penetration? Both. What it is is a philosophical <laughs> question that I didn't plan on discussing or considering. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have mentioned Nadana then, because that's you mm-hmm. knew that's where I was going to go with it. 
I probably should have. That's the third thing that goes. Um, I it's not actually Nidana. <laughs> Nidana is oh, okay. a shit ghost. Uh, I I'm not I'm not that into elephants. Sorry. Okay, you know, so um, uh, furry suspicion removed. But the actual answer is Drusilla. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So okay. From, hold from up. The Reaper quest line that yeah. everyone has done because Reaper is sick. And if you say that you haven't at least started Reaper yet, you're lying. All right, I'm, like, I'll say this. Um, I love the Reaper quest line because it's a major bummer, which I remember saying on stream, like, wow, this quest line's kind of a bummer before going, all right, it's Reaper. Of course, of course it is. The, uh, the grim, dark, edgy quest line is a downer storyline. Yeah, who'd have thought? Okay, so here's my thing. Uh, you picked Ranjit last week or on last episode. You have something for decaying old flesh? Uh, I have something for me. people that can beat the ever-loving shit out of me. Well, I mean, Drusilla and, and Ranjit do both qualify. Yes, they do! And also, I would like to point out that you can talk about Ranjit being decaying all you want. That motherfucker kicked a trolley into the next dimension. So, <laughs> obviously, he's, he's still quite fit. Jiraku, I'd like to take yes. you out to dinner. How does 4.30 sound? I'm concerned about this in context. <laughs> ah, the joke went over your head. That's okay. It, it did. Do we get the early bird special? <laughs> there Can you I go? go? There we go. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. I hate both of you right could now. I, could I interest you in a Werther's? Don't worry. Yes, please. Don't I love those. Don't worry. My next one is going to be the oldest character I've ever picked yet. All right, Louis Swa, looking forward to it. Technicality. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to give Louis Swa a high five and a hot chocolate and a hug and say thank you, fantasy savior. Thank, thank you, you, fantasy for, grandpa. Thank, thank you, you grandpa, grandpa, for dying. Yeah. My prayers made you too powerful. <laughs> Thank you, Grandpa, for dying. I hate that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sad now. All right. There goes well, Jiraku. Before, uh, before I make myself an ageist any more than I have already, uh, I think we're going to wrap up this segment of The Thirst Down. Uh, so we will be um, uh, selecting Estinian, Aaronville, and Drusilla into the Thirst Down Hall of Fame with an honorable mention to Nidana as well. Just look I at do her love eye. elephants. I love elephants. They're one of my favorite creatures. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Animals. I, I, and I mean, hey, we're allowed to talk about Thab too, uh, Electric Boogaloo. So let's... I, I do want to mention it real quick. Did anyone... Y'all remember the cutscene in that area where you go, oh, so they don't have any chill anymore. Yes. Uh, uh, the one down by the temple pool. Mm -hmm. Yes. <gasps> yeah oh my god yeah that that scene where i had to like literally sit there i'm like they wouldn't show that they wouldn't show a baby being murdered would they like i i know they don't have any chill this expansion but like i don't i don't think they that, would do like, that hipped the scale because that was worse than the one in garlamo i'm i'm telling you by the time we Garlamo. got to that point i was sitting there like if, if this mom and baby die I might actually cry on stream for characters that I've only known for about 10 minutes. Did you cry in the scene afterwards, though? 
Uh, you know, I got emotional. Like I, got, I, I was crying <laughs> while she was running. She was running, and she, I, I start crying. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't. I'm very emotional right now. <laughs> I, that, and that sequence was more tense than any horror movie I've ever. Yeah, seen. <laughs> it was. When when she gets knocked into the water, and you like swim down, like, all right, I gotta go save her and the kid. I got it. And then you get to the first one, like lifeless body. I'm like, holy Jesus, Essie. Okay, calm yeah. down. Uh, and uh, listen, Yoshi heard us complain that no one ever dies in these games and said, all right. Good job. I, I, I also, it's a very brief tangent. Uh, I discovered something as a result of that sequence. Uh, apparently, while I do not recommend testing this out, it is apparently completely normal for, well, not normal, but complete within the realms of possibility for an infant to fall face first into cold water and survive about that long. Because before the age of six months, uh, we actually have an innate reflex that means that if you fall face first into water, uh, your throat seals up. Oh, okay. Until you are out of cold water. I'd like to believe that they didn't like look that up, but I'm not certain that that's the case. It's uh, part of the mammalian diving reflex, and it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, Ishikawa-san, are you okay? Do we, Do you need a hug? Uh, can I also? I'm just gonna go ahead and say this now. Um, anything that Natsuko Ishikawa makes going forward, like automatic day one purchase of. for me. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm like she has earned that right. If um, I thought that I were cool enough, I would make like a charm of Natsuko Ishikawa and like fucking hang it on my keychain or something, and it's like a fucking religious icon. I, at this point i love her writing so much i went back just recently and did the um level 80 dark knight quest after you finished up the role quests it's so good like uh everything she did with that dark knight quest line is just mm, chef's kiss it's incredible it, all right everything it says about the character of the warrior of light mm-hmm. it really and i mean like it like the way it embodies like so many of our frustrations as mmo players i'm like yeah yeah that's it's it's real. It's for it's it's for sure. All right. Before we risk spoiling anything else, let's get into our discussion for today. Uh, on today's episode, we are discussing a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It is one of the foundational pillars of my brand, and that is kink positivity and just kink in general. Uh, as we experience it in the Final Fantasy fourteen or RP or ERP communities, um, why is this conversation important? Is what I want to start with. Uh, Jiraku, sounds like you want to get in on that. Well, quite frankly, um, there's, you could go a lot of, I could go a lot of directions with addressing why kink is so important as a conversation, particularly for us. But I think the bulk of what I want to say could be boiled down in an introductory statement as it's important that we have this conversation because there's a lot a lot of misconceptions. And who is more qualified to dispel misconceptions than people like us? And if if my being a jackass is able to improve the overall quali quality of the wonderful erotica that is being made every single night, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then that is one of the most worthwhile endeavors I could possibly take on. I love it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about kink. And let's start with the easiest question. What is kink? Because as you say, there are a lot of misconceptions about it. 
And I, I guess the easiest kind of way to define kink is to say any uh, partic- particular uh, sexual preferences uh, that fall outside of the realm of what it would be deemed normal, which is a very actually manipulative kind of um, almost nonsensical way of describing it because what the fuck is normal when it comes to your sexual tastes and preferences? Like, does that just mean vanilla and, you know, missionary penetration and that's it? No, of course not. Like, Consensual sex in the missionary position between betrothed couples, specifically <laughs> and solely for the purpose of making a child. And, and anything else is came... prayer of forgiveness. <laughs> no prayer of forgiveness. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned all over her back. Correct. Mm, that um, would be missionary then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Sorry, all over her her tummy. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, if you're we, doing it right, it is. Kink is kind of this amorphous description of anything that we kind of consider beyond the norm, which, of course, uh, like I say, there is no, not truly any such thing as the norm. It's, uh, there was a, a, there's a great quote uh, that I love where it's, um, I don't know how to define pornography, but I know it when I see it. I, I feel that way about kink. I don't necessarily know that I can perfectly define kink, but I know it when I see it. In a, in a sociological sense, it mm-hmm. is uh, it is outside of what is sociologically defined as the norm. Right. But there is no innate negative connotation to that statement in a sociological context. Yeah. I'll, often kink gets kind of this bad rap for being like deviancy, right? Like people consider it to be uh, – there. there is a negative context often associated with the word kink, like you're being weird in some way. And people have evil. bad sex, according I, to TV tropes. I mean, exactly. Term for it, I think. Yeah. Uh, not that I would ever use TV tropes. I don't know what that website is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, first, so I, again, I don't think we're going to shock anybody in saying all three of us probably uh, would consider ourselves kinky. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. What are what are you talking about? I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. Draco, didn't we hear about your lingerie collection last episode? Yeah, exactly. Yes. I I don't I don't I don't see how that's relevant. Everyone Did... has a lingerie collection. I mean, last episode we talked about overposition with you. Yeah, that's true. But also, granted, you said I eggs up for breakfast. My, I established my position <laughs> on that specific one. Yeah, that's true. How do you like uh, eggs in the morning? Exactly. I like them deep inside me. Fertilize. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, that's the impregnation fetish, right? Um, uh, breeding, you know. Same I did. Thing. I did predict and that Callie would vanilla. be knocked up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I uh, I did predict that Callie would get knocked up on the moon this expansion, and we're we're working on it, but she's not there yet. Soon, though. Soon. Oh, yeah. Soon, trademark. Absolutely. Please look forward to it. I know she is. Big uh, fan of those rabbits. Uh, yeah, listen, I don't want to say that it's a Vieira and a Lollafell made a operate, but I mean. I mean, why do you think she keeps calling herself sucking way when we start these things? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, was, I just took my operate name and it's the one that made sense. I was for Christmas. I was jingle all the way. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. I'll show myself out now. <laughs> hey, 
Okay. They already took singing way. I I claim no fucking way. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> or just fucking way, you know, same thing. Did you see the the meme where it's a uh, uh, Arianje? Thou art not ready. <laughs> Name is three way. <laughs> oh, fucking god! Did you see the one that said hearing way, thinking way, feeling way? Yes, I love it. Anyways, continue right, on. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Kink. Um, I did want to talk about it a little bit because, uh, again, Kink can sometimes get this very negative connotation put around it, which is just ridiculous in my mind because. Again, we talk about this sociological ideal of idea of normal sex, and the more people, at least I talk to and experience in life, and maybe that's because that's what my circle is, but you start to find out that everyone has their things. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their weird, I'm, I mean, weird in quotation marks, but they're kind of different things i mean for me it was a long time it was feminization but then i just was like oh wait i'm trans <laughs> that's oh, oh boy but i mean there's a, a, a million other things that you know i would consider kinks of mine and it's just i think it's so important to understand in your own sexuality is understanding your kinks and also being able to maintain a positive outlook towards other people's kinks because there are kinks out there that i'm not personally a fan of however i definitely can look at it from someone else's point of view and say okay yeah but i get why i understand why that that does something for you i mean jiraku you write naughty fiction a lot of the time you probably have to deal with that boy do i i have thus far thankfully dodged being commissioned to write any Mm, mm, caught myself oh that was almost really bad i almost guaranteed that someone was going to commission me to write abo and that would have been terrible if i had said that Mm, because not well i mean now someone is going to commission that you did say it Mm. fuck Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, when I was working in the brothel, I had people who were into that, and they wanted it, and at the time, you know, it wasn't really my thing, but listen, everyone, to each their own, everyone, ha- like, whatever it, gets it done for you. You have to, sometimes you have to take in mind that when it comes to situations, situations like that, or kinks, or stuff like that, both parties are usually consenting, or always should be. I would say they always I mean, better be. Usually, they always better be consenting adults. And exactly. they have had the discussion explicitly for that type of situation. And a lot of them, yes, they're interested into it, but when they go into the more sexual part of it, they are not in that type of mindset and they are adults in that sense. Absolutely. Like, the the whole thing of it, because there's a lot of people that I know you talk, you just said the ABDL of, they mm-hmm. are sexual. Right. In that sense, they have they a lot of people use it. It's just very comforting to them. Well, it's um, it's a relaxation tool. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people who partake who happen to partake in that kink are mm-hmm. uh, pe- frequently people who are in positions of power. Who you know, yep. other people's lives depend on them frequently, and there is a freedom in releasing all of that. And I am being cared for in my entirety. There is a um, uh, a uh, a freedom in that i think the people who partake in that fetish as a more sexual nature they get the thrill of releasing control um I, and i, I mean, would like to point out in my defense that the 
the actual reason that I do not want to get hired to write that mm-hmm. is because I do not want to have to read a giant dissertation on all the ins and outs of all of this stuff before I begin writing anything else. Right. I mean, because before you write about it, you would want to understand the kink and what it uh, and how it appeals to people. What about it is uh, appealing? And there are a lot of things that even though I'm not into them, they're very quick to explain. Mm-hmm. Extremely. And the ABO is like, okay, well, do you have an hour? Oh, yeah. Can I, can I bill for that hour? No. <laughs> well, then no, I don't have an hour. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, all, all kinds of things with age play are frequently about uh, releasing or assuming control of a situation or, or of somebody. And uh, like from that perspective, I, I totally get it. I understand the appeal because, I mean, it's not really it's more it's more of a psychological than uh, a physical, but it's not really that different than bondage play when no. you trust your partner to lock you or suspend you or tie you up, it's very much the same basic appeal of I am surrendering control of this situation to you. I am placing myself entirely within your power. And as a former full-time submissive, yeah, I, I, I do see the appeal. I definitely get it. Oh, there is most definitely a major appeal in that because sometimes you just get tired of, you know... And you just need to release the control. <laughs> hey, listen. Sometimes I want to sit around and watch TV and eat mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. Yeah, exactly. you, know what, you know what I mean? Like, like again, for people who are into age play, like if if that is your thing, and I want to hang out and for the day, and I'm just gonna you know eat some mac and cheese and watch kids cartoons. Okay, well I do that as an adult. Like that's awesome. Or I, even I go- totally get it. Or you can even just go have a day, go to a freaking playground, go to like a theme park. It sparks that as well. I might mm-hmm. know a lot. Um, I mean, it sounds like <laughs> you have a little experience. <laughs> I might know a lot. So it just, it's it's very freeing in that sense. Absolutely. I, I totally get it. Um, and uh, again, I don't want to just focus on on, on the one, but all, all across the spectrum is if you can look at someone's kink and understand first and foremost, Okay, yeah, but what's the appeal? What are you trying to get out of it? What is the experience that is actually being sated by that kink? It gets way easier to not just immediately go, ew, gross, and, like, be turned off by it. Yeah, and, I mean, I also think, like, a like just from a perspective of on the level of societal benefit, if I may be pretentious. <laughs> of um, course life is just better the more people are in tune with what they like hey if you went your whole life without eating your favorite food and then you started eating your favorite food and you discovered that that was your favorite food what what an you wouldn't you wish that you'd eaten it sooner yes like what a major improvement in your life and i think about that you know being a long time role player it isn't off it isn't uncommon i don't think for people who role play for a good bit of their lives to eventually start discovering kinks that they like because, and not for everybody, but for many, you can only write the vanilla scene the same way so many times. There's only so many different ways, especially if you have a long-term partner to write out a sequence. And it's not like experiencing it in real life where, you know, you get the feeling of doing it and every time is a little bit different. 
when you write it out, eventually, you know, I've only got so many adjectives or so many uh, synonyms for penetration. Like, there's only so many of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think uh, a lot of people do tend to start exploring kink and try out different things because if nothing else, it's a different creative writing experience for them. Um, And again, we we do want to bring this back to start with any kinky role play starts with a conversation because while like ideally you should always say like hey you know you want to do an ERP ERP session the other person says sure that's basically consent for most things vanilla but if you want to take it to a mind break scene or a you know forced impregnation scene okay well that maybe there needs to be a little conversation beforehand say hey I'm interested in different things are you comfortable with these yeah once again, it always we a lot of the stuff we always talk about leads always back to consent to it. Hundred percent. That's where we started. Exactly. So, can, can you imagine how hard this season would have been would have been to uh, would have been to do had we not talked about consent at the beginning? Can you imagine yeah. if instead of just saying the word consent every single time we brought it up, we had like a five minute diatribe about the ins and outs and specifics of it that, <laughs> that we would repeat every single episode. Uh, Ed, we can just say go back and listen to that episode if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about somehow. I mean, we kind of oh. do that anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Uh, no, I, I think it, it it is such a, a fascinating thing, and like there were great episode or uh, great websites for it. I, uh, what was the um, F list? I think was a really popular yes. website. Yes. I mean, I, I was going to say, I was going to chime in that I recommend that as a service it, it uh, so f list as uh was originally made as a as a furry website uh which not everybody's into of course however what it has on it is a long 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 detailed um uh, and complete almost i mean it's never complete but uh incredibly well fleshed out list of kinks and on that list of kinks, for every single one of them that is that you care to actually answer to, you can say, it's my favorite, it's a yes, it's a maybe, and it's a definitely no. It's a hard yep. boundary. And so you could go through hundreds of kinks. And, and if you think I'm, if you're out there thinking like there aren't hundreds of kinks, there are hundreds there are of so kinks. There are so many. Um, and you can go through as many as you want to and list them. And anyone that you answer to, it'll show up on your F list profile and say, great, I'm good with this. And uh, uh, if I'm telling you, for a long time working in the brothel, every single client I saw in there started with, do you have an F list? Here's my F list. Would you like to look like it was kind of a menu almost my because like, I had a pretty full F list at that point where I was like, here's my F list. Do any of these interest you? If any of these interest you, you're going to enjoy your time with me. If your stuff isn't on this list or it's a hard no for me, I can happily talk. have you talk to one of my uh, one of the other girls here. Like, It's a great service if you have never... I think uh, FetLife is another one, but I, I think I've heard some some uh, shady shit about FetLife in the not-too-distant uh, past. Very, it's, hit, it's hit or miss. Um, like most things, you also get... Um, people in your dms that are like instantly like you little baby and you're just like goodbye yeah yeah there's there's, (laughs) i I would never use it as like a messaging or like as a hookup thing but like as far as a it's just a comprehensive list of here's the things i'm into and uh, truthfully for a long time when i had had partners it was like hey 
here's my list. Here's your list. Let's compare our favorites. Find three on there that we want to play with, and we've got our next three role plays ready to go. And if we like each other, great. If not, we don't have to keep going. Yeah. But also, I believe, if I remember correctly, it does have open discussions about certain things. It does. So that also gives you more to learn. You can get, learn from other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I was on that website, so I don't remember. I know. I, I think I, I'm like, I'm married <laughs> now and I don't really like look for tons of new role play partners anymore. So I haven't been on in a minute. But like, yeah, it was it, it, during a time when I was still, you know, always actively looking for new partners. Like, yeah, it was pretty much a go to. Mm-hmm. F list highly recommend from me. Um, Fet life I have had very extremely mixed uh, experiences, in the same sense that if you mix tepid rainwater with horrible dirt, you get awful mud. Oh God! Oh God! I, okay, oh, that's a great analogy. That's a very visceral analogy. Yeah, <laughs> I can smell it. Ew, I don't want to smell <laughs> Kind of. Maybe. That's uh, not on your F But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, that one was, uh, that was definitely a, a hard no on my F list. is tepid rainwater and <laughs> dirt. Dirt. And the awful fucking poisoned dirt. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so, so kink. Uh, if I cannot record, like, if you're out there, and you think I'm not kinky at all? I'm willing to bet that it, like, much like finding your favorite food, you probably just haven't found the one yet. Because I guarantee you, there is something out there that's going to make you go, "Oh, oh, mm. oh!" Like, I, I have what I feel very important advice for anyone listening to this who feels that they are not terribly deep into kink, would like to get into kink, would like to know more, would like to experience more with that to me the number one most important rule for you not it in general but like you the person listening to this is if you start to feel uncomfortable say something if it's in a role play say it out of character and if that doesn't change you can just leave you can just yeah excuse yourself from the situation just go it's fine if they're I, an asshole about it, that's not your fault. I like to say when you're exploring, like, if you're, like, listen, if you've got your kink and you just want to play and you know exactly what you like, that's great. But if you're exploring, what I always tell people is push your boundaries, don't break your boundaries. There's mm-hmm. no need to go flying past them. But a little bit at a time, it's fine to try. Hey, try something that's a little different that you thought, I don't know if I'm going to like that. But you know what? It's fine to try, especially if you're role playing. You don't have to deal with, like, the real life consequences of it it's not like you're you know going out to a fetish club to uh, you know put your life in someone's hands potentially you're, you're doing it online from the safety of your computer try it out see if it's something that's interesting and understand too that it is a hundred percent okay to have kinks online that would be a hard no in real life oh yeah oh Absolutely. yeah like i i, I hesitate to imagine that there are terribly many people that would take mind break out of the digital realm <laughs> exactly like there is a lot of that there i mean those I'm, tags are very busy and very populated 
can we talk uh what is it uh what's the tag for it called um okay here we go here's one that is uh i would say very popular on sites like flist and very popular in the roleplay community and uh would be incredibly not popular in the real world because it doesn't make any goddamn sense it is called cervical penetration yep. and i mean mm-hmm. listen extraordinarily popular online uh extraordinarily popular in like hentai um but, so painful. but in real life, yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It make no sense. Don't, don't do that in the no, real world. Biologically, that that don't work. That's not it's how not, that functions. It's, it's not supposed No, please. <laughs> exactly. Please. Serena, Serena's our resident <laughs> cervix bearer. Uh, please. I mean, if, if, like online, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I, I, I don't know how it's going to work out for you in real life. Well, no, you're going to start pushing and they're going to go, ow, stop. Yeah. Definitely, if you if your experiences start online and then travel into the real world, definitely look some things up and yeah. make sure that you go through everything that you're planning to do and make sure that it's actually something that someone would like. Um, because, like, there's so many horror stories yeah and you can you can always always slowly work yourself up to everything if you take it from off online to in real life you can take what you have learned that you like and slowly just work up into adding it to your in real life by the way if you consider yourself to be particularly vanilla and are looking for like kind of a an easy sexy fun intro into the world of kink and especially bondage i cannot recommend the comic sunstone highly enough uh, yes, I it, am so glad that that's where you went and not where I was terrified <laughs> you were about to go. We're going to have a big screaming argument. I don't, I don't know where you were terrified I was going to go, it, but I'm uh, not even going to say it. Okay, it's fair enough. Time. The the comic uh, Sunstone done by Stephen Sage uh, is uh, follows uh, two girls who are uh, both of are aspiring. Um, uh, kinksters, I would say, one of them being a submissive and the other a, a practicing dominatrix. And uh, they uh, meet up for a supposed one-time thing and, of course, uh, end up slowly falling for one another and having to navigate what that means when you fall for your dom or your submissive. And it's a, it was a very, very cute story that I absolutely fell in love with. It's five graphic novels. They are beautifully illustrated, uh, and I would not read them in the presence of company I, unless you're having fun i mean unless unless they're into it and unless in which case that kind of company you yeah. see it comes back around to consent <laughs> always <laughs> every time i i would as a brief divergence i would like to mention something that i find really fascinating about sunstone and it is that uh, i do not believe that censorship in general is a good thing however yes. i do believe that self-imposed creative limitations or not even necessarily self-imposed but creative limitations breed ingenuity and there is nothing harder to make than something out of absolutely nothing and so what i found really fascinating is i cannot pronounce his name and i'm not even going to try you said it i can't make those noises with my mouth very (laughs) sorry but apparently i was told he was originally intending it to be a straight couple and then he discovered that when he was pub- he was going to be publishing it on DeviantArt, uh, you can't have dick in your pictures on DeviantArt and have that be okay. But for oh. some reason, you can have 
lesbians oh. can have two women together doing the bondage things. Um, all of that really, really, really saucy shit in Sunstone is approved for presence on DeviantArt. Oh, but interesting. Not well, I will say this. Uh, I'm like, while I think that is, of course, hypocritical and ridiculous. Um, I'm also at the same time super happy for it because Allie and Lisa are one of my favorite sapphic couples ever. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's really fascinating that because of that arbitrary and frankly ridiculous limitation, he was able to make something so fantastic. Mm -hmm. We used to say on LBR all the time, restriction breeds creativity. And it's 100% true. The hardest thing to be given is a blank sheet of paper and just be told, right. Like, that's so, like, it should be easy, but it isn't. It's so hard. I'm like, no, I need, give me some boundaries to work within, and I will write you something cool. Yes. Uh, It occurs to me, by the way, I'm aware that he plays and does occasional fan art for Final Fantasy XIV. He does, yeah. This just made me realize there is the distant possibility that at some point, someone's going to send him a clip from this show, and he might hear this. In which case, I have two things I would like to say. Uh, one, thank you for making a fantastic and wonderful graphic novel that deserves all of the praise all of us have and will probably continue to heap on it. And two, I am so sorry that I cannot pronounce your name. I am so sorry. I'm. It's yeah. okay, Jiraku. It's okay. Jiraku's having a fanboy moment. Shapon, uh, uh, thank you so much for Stan- Sunstone. And thank you so much for uh, Harleen as well. That book was amazing. Well done. Yes. Uh, look, looking forward to the new releases. Can't wait. Anyway, uh, let's uh, wrap up our discussion on Kink here because we got to send it over. We haven't done this in a minute, but it's time for the other disciples of the hand with your host, Lanya Kea. Lanya, take it away. Hello, it's your favorite field correspondent, Lanya Kea here. Again, I'm at the Bandy Pakshi celebrating Starlight with the absolutely wonderful Allison Forcina. Now, Allison, how are you? Hmm. How are you? How am I? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How about yourself, dear? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. So, I am here to ask you some questions about kink, which is our topic this month. Ooh. So, I understand that you have a great get-together at the Bandy Pakshi celebrating kink, and in particular, exhibitionism. Would you like to tell me a little bit about it? I would like to very much. So, these are what we call the Locked Nights. They are our uh, Ones and Moons uh, event where we invite some of our closest guests and friends. And we will put on various lovely shows uh, covering a wide variety of kinks and, of course, indulging everybody's exhibitionism quite a lot. Ooh, so can you tell me about some of the kinks that go on at these locked nights? Oh, most certainly. We have some rope enthusiasts, some impregnation enthusiasts, yes. We have... uh, a particular uh, duo that has done some lovely BDSM displays as well. 
specifically the control of one another. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. I understand that for the breeding enthusiasts, which seems a little bit of a risky proposition in the brothel, that uh, there was something of a ritual or a ceremony at one of these nights. Could you tell us a little about that? Yes, of course. So this would be the uh, jewel of lovely Curiosity Blanchemont, and I believe it might have been Mistia. Uh, the two of them had a lovely onstage ritual to ensure that their mating would ensure progeny. And I understand that little Mercy was born recently. Indeed she was, and she is absolutely adorable. That is an incredible thing to both witness at a kink event, but also to, I imagine, share. It seems very personal. Yeah, but I suppose that for them, that's just the way that they show their loving and affection for one another. So touching. And speaking of touching... Um, what are some of the kinkiest things that you've been asked to do as a courtesan? Oh, well, uh, a good example would be some mother-daughter play with our owner uh, Andromeda. A uh, particular dynamic also that I've been asked to do is um, a little bit of predator and prey interaction, believe it or not. And you also like to be worshipped, don't you? Indeed I do. Something of a primal complex, maybe? Almost certainly, yes. Tell me about the mother-daughter play. How'd that start? So, we were invited as a show for a event at, I believe it was House Amlin at the time. Um... At which point, me and Rami decided to do a little bit of a roleplay bit, so to say. We uh, started to pretend as though we are mother and daughter. And I gave her a little bit of a teaching into dancing on the stage. It was fun. And the act enticed someone so much that they ended up hiring us for the evening to follow through in a sexual fashion. That is really incredible. So, in the couple's moments we have left, is there any kink that you'd like to try with me? Oh, most certainly. You see this color here? I think oh. you would make a wonderful pet, darling. Oh, my. Well, I think I'm about to get stuffed with some carrots, so that's all for the Disciples of the Hand this time. I hope you enjoy the rest of this show, Warriors of Lust. Have a good one, dears. Bye. Alrighty then. Thank you so much, Lanya Kea and the other disciples of the hand. We'll check in with y'all again soon. All right, everyone. We're getting close to the end of the show here, but of course, we always like to wrap up on something kind of fun. We did this in our first episode, and it was very popular, so we thought we would bring it back. It's another edition of Wed, Bed, Behead. And this time, we're not even going to call it Mary Fuck Kill. See, we got Serena, your name stuck. Well done. 
Uh, this is going to be last time we talked about some of the villains this game has to offer. We did a, a great round of Wed Bed Behead with some of the uh, the great villains of Final Fantasy fourteen. This time we're gonna talk about allies. I've got I've got three sets of three for you all uh, to debate on whether you wish to wed them, whether you wish to get them into bed, or whether you would like to behead them. And yeah, uh, I think uh, these are going to be particularly tough for everybody. I think these, in many ways, are going to be even harder than the villains were. I think the looking at the list, I mm. think the second round is going. It's so to easy. Be, it's so sweet. yeah. Easy. I think the agreement is universal, and it will be the shortest. <laughs> segment of anything we have ever done and possibly the third one? will ever do. All right, you know you. what? You know what? We're changing it then. We're changing it. I got I got you. No! <laughs> right. That's what but you got. If you, if you want to That doesn't count. If you want to be if you want to be smart asses about it, fine. We're going to change it and we're just going to go ahead and change this. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that in round 2. All right, here we go. Round 1. The obvious is uh, what this uh, grouping is called, and we're going to start with some of our Scion allies. We're going to do, uh, do Wed Bed Behead, Thancred, Urianje, and Yishtola. <sighs> I know. So, I, I, I can open this. Okay. So the Wed has to be Yishtola, <laughs> because one night is not enough. And also, she is, of those three, the one who has her shit together the most. I agree. And Very well Ariange, noted liar, is not someone that you build a long-term relationship with. Noted liar. Noted liar. Noted shady individual, <laughs> Ariange. Ariange, archon and noted liar. <laughs> noted scheming bastard. <laughs> Tell us how um, you really feel, Jiraku. Yeah. Well, what I really feel is that he's in the bed in the bed section, because having to think about it, um, God, he's hot. God, he's hot. <laughs> and Thancred is old and tired and could use the break. And if <laughs> from, someone from has life. to be, if someone has to be in the bed, you know, his daughter's doing great. He saved the world. Everything's good. Why not? Night night time. He has that man has been running on fumes for three expansions now. Oh my gosh! All right, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Draco. I think I'm kind of right there with you because Yishtola, I want her in my life forever. So oh, yeah. uh, until uh, until death do take us, I think wed Yishtola. I am prepared to fuck the truth out of Urianje if I have to. So I'm all about that. Noted liar, we're fucking it out of you. <laughs> Listen, I will. I'm gonna fuck the truth out of him if I have to. And Thancred, yeah, I don't know that I want La Habrea sl sloppy seconds. So oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm gonna. I'll say behead Thancred. I didn't realize that this one would be very unanimous. I thought maybe we'd have some different tastes. Yeah. But, you the know. problem is that when you have a list with Ishtola in it, the rest kind of just falls into place. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Listen, Ishtola was my first thirst down. So, of course, I'm wedding her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, secondly, Urianje was last week and I was going to bed him anyway. <laughs> That's true. I forgot that you had him for the, uh, for the first down, didn't you? Yeah. What if, what if I do like my bed behead with Anchorage? You want? Oh, you want a, another instance of you uh, fuck him and then kill him? Yeah, you know, like 
assassinate in the night. I mean, goodness gracious. You are a femme fatale. (laughs) I I never understood before Endwalker that he is literally a Charlayan book nerd ninja who got a PhD in murder and espionage. Uh, Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He sure did. I never really put together that that's what the building blocks of that are, but he's totally... Because he's surprisingly subdued and not really that much of a braggart at all, and I guess I'm kind of good with blades, is not an adequate fucking setup for... It's it's not... I wasn't thinking because I believed him when he said that, oh, you know, it's not that big a deal, until Endwalker really made it clear, like, no, he's Metal Gear Solid, you dipshit. Yes. He's always been Metal Gear Solid. Exactly. All right. Round two. This one was originally titled The Step and would have featured Serena Mole, Sadu Dotharl, and Magni Oranir. However, someone had a smart mouth, and I'm nothing if not one to punish a smart mouth. So instead, this one is going to be called Al Ra, and it will feature Serena Mole, Sadu Dotharl, and Yugiri Mistwalker. Thank you, can can we all just agree before we get into this that we unanimously were going to behead Magni? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so first of all, yeah, it was going to be a magnanim- uh, a unanimous, magnanimous, Apparently, I'm not the only one. Are you not the only one who's tired? Uh, it was going to be a unanimous beheading of Magni, and then we'd duke it out over whether we're wed or wedding or betting uh, Sadu and Serena, or maybe we're just all going to get together because mm, they're apparently into each other, and I'm all about it. My new ship. Uh, okay. Why don't you go first, Callie? Okay. Yeah, made this hard for myself. I have to go first on the last one. So that's true. You do. I I made this hard for myself. Now I had it. I had it all figured out. Now I actually don't know. Uh, Okay, let's see. I think we're going to. uh, Um. Okay, we're going to bed Sadu Dotharl because that is an experience I don't ever want to miss out on. Uh, she is. I mean, she was on my thirst down at one point. Uh, she is absolutely. Yes, mommy. Yes, please. Um, yeah, one hundred percent betting. Sadu Dotharl. Oh man, I don't want to wed Yugiri because I feel like she should get together with Hian. Oh, but I, don't, I definitely don't want to behead her either. She's amazing. Oh, uh, but I can't know. Serena Mole is just so cute. She stole my heart when we got to Stormblood. She was one of my favorite parts of the step. I have to wed Serena Mole and. Oh, it hurts to say it. Bad, you, Geary. You did this to yourself. You did yeah. this to yourself. I know. You could have. I know. I could have. But I didn't. And now it's over. And now you all get to deal with it. Go. I'm going to um, bed Sadu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to marry Serena. And unfortunately, I will behead you, Geary. I need to live my thruple life with Sadu and serena so i mean that's that's what i mean like I, like <laughs> if, if i went and behead serena and sadu i might get them out all together yeah <laughs> or at least i feel like sadu would stop by every now and then and give us a pity fuck oh yeah 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 yeah, definitely and then serena would just be such a nice little housewife oh, so, she's so cute all right Jiraku, tell I us why we're wrong this one is not going to be unanimous yeah <laughs> yeah so i am very tempted 
to say behead Sadu because I don't think it's possible to come out of that without some pretty long lasting fucked up scars. I mean, you're probably right. And emotional. Well, look at the bright. I'll say this. I'll say this for beheading Sadu. On the bright side, if you behead Sadu, she'll come back as someone else. Exactly. That's what I just thought about. Um, but what I am going to say is that that is also what I'm into. So I can't say uh. ahead, Sadu. Um, and well, in the past, I have made these decisions out of practicality. Uh, in this case, I'm going to say, you know, actually, no, this is the practical decision as well. Bet Sadu, because, oh my God, have you seen her? But also, do you really want that to be what you wake up next to every morning? Yes. I think I think the crazy would, you know, you'd be 20 years in and you'd be like, Sadu, listen, we don't have to respond to every single minor crisis around the house by summoning a meteor. <laughs> yes, you also, do. I believe Sadu gets up at 6 a.m. every morning. That is a little early for me. Yeah. So bed sadu and here's the thing if you behead yugiri that sucks yugiri <laughs> yeah. is great i yeah. love yugiri she is my favorite from this list of three mm-hmm. and she is super domestic and she is doman as fuck you cannot tell me she is not into shibari also she's a ninja there's it, i don't make the rules ninjas are kinky uh, all right you know what oh. Actually, you, you changed my mind here is here is the other secret brilliance of this ordinarily i would have said to behead yugiri because if you behead either of the other two then the other one's coming for you mm-hmm. however yugiri is literally a ninja bodyguard who has a silence ability which is just the way that you deal with mages so i don't believe that sadu would be any threat to me if i was married to yugiri but I would have Hien on my ass with a katana if I beheaded Yugiri. And that, Serena is not going to protect me from that. That's fair. Also, <laughs> also cucking Hien is just so fucking funny. <laughs> and being able to hang out in Doma and just be like, oh, hey, king of Doma, maybe you should have made your move sooner, dumbass. <laughs> like, that would be pretty great. That would be pretty great. Fair enough. All right. I feel like I've been persuaded. I know, kind of, right? I loved Kitty. I loved her so much. But we've all learned that I really like Oda. Well, you get to, uh, I will say, if you do the ranged uh, DPS quest, you will get to uh, work with Yugiri more and learn more about her. Oh, that's good. I'm oh, wow. I'm, I'm enticed that. now. The yeah. the ranged DPS role quests, uh, you play with Yugiri and Hien. Good. Ooh, together? I am and, very excited. And I will say... They were my favorite of the uh, of the job role quests. I was very surprised because I was very critical of Doma when Stormblood came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was uh, my favorite bit, followed by the Alamigo one, where you work with uh, Rauban, Fordola, and Arenvald. Have you done all of them? I have. I have finished yes. them all. Wow. I've only done uh, the fucking the Limsa one yep, and but... about half of the Ishgard one. I have I... only done the casting one. That is it. <laughs> Uh, I think the weakest of them, in my opinion, was the tank one in Gridania. Oh. Well, Gridania's just weak. Yeah. <laughs> what's our third round? Our third oh. round. Oh, yes. Here we go. What's, Thir- what's the bullet in the gun we have aimed at Serena's head? Oh, round, round three 
is the dearly departed, for whom we will, of course, assume that they are all alive and able to consent for the purposes of this game. One of them, not for very long. <laughs> yes, one of them, not for very long. Uh, they are Yasail, Orshafant, and Munbrita. I hate you. I, hate I you. know. I hate you so much. I was thinking about <laughs> you when I made this one. This is like the villain one again mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why do you come after me like <laughs> do you just like pinpoint something and you're like ah oh, yes for serena i i definitely did Allie. have that i did have that moment when i wrote this one where i was like mm, serena's gonna hate this doing yes! it okay fuck um i love all of them yes first of all and oh okay I'm trying to think because they all basically help save your life. Mm -hmm. And they're all just really pretty. I feel like you're no closer to having your answer. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm literally like staring and I'm just like, I love Isail. I love Harshafont and Moonbrita. She makes me cry. I mean, here's the problem, right? Yasail. She can turn into Shiva, and Shiva does the thing where she steps on you. So yes, exactly. Hard, hard to pass up on that. Or Shafant makes good hot chocolate. Yes, he does, and he's very supportive. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, is just yes, please. So okay, so I think I think first and foremost, I'm definitely I'm going to bed. You sail. Okay, we're gonna bed, gonna bed Lady her. Iceheart. I'm gonna bed the Lady Iceheart because. I mean, she has an ice heart, and she's addicted to what she wants. She has to do. She's got a ice heart and a nice ass. Yep. Um, plus, she, like you said, she'll step on me, and I'm I am really okay with this. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I feel really bad because I feel like even with I mean, oh well, mm, with Moon Brita. Uh, I, I probably would wed her. Would wed Moonbrita. Wow! It, it really it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Can I bed behead again? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> no, you have to behead Orshafant, oh, who Shafant. gave his life taking a shot for you. I can't. I know. Well, you. He, he'd take it again. No, he sure would. I wouldn't have to. It wouldn't be me beheading him. Serena, a smile better suits a hero. Fuck oh, you. I I thought the context of this is that we're doing the beheading. Yeah. We oh, yeah, we definitely are. We definitely yeah, are. You need, you need to bring out the axe. I don't have an axe. Look him, look him in the eye. Don't worry. We'll, I'll give you one for this purpose. <laughs> so you want to be a marauder. Oh, God. I'm really sad and I don't want any of them to go. <laughs> yeah, which is brutal because they all went. Yes, someone go. I'm crying now. <laughs> All right, Jiraku. Cry. Okay, so um, once again, mine is completely rational and objectively correct, and I've never had a wrong opinion in my life. Um, right. Correct. But yeah, exactly. I'm glad. Scroll I'm glad that we're all in agreement and understanding on that point. Scrolls uh, back up to Nidana. Correct. <laughs> um. Mary Isail, because no one on this list knows more about devotion and has a personality than Isail. 
And that is what a healthy relationship is built off of. Yeah, also, I'm just saying you, you've got a lot to live up to. Like she, she's been with a dragon. Yeah, spiritually, not physically. I'm safe. I'm in the clear. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I'm going to bed when Brita, and the reason I'm going to bed when Brita, I I would be tempted to go for the wed option. However, um. You'll notice I did not behead Oriange, noted Lia Smith Oriange. Right. And so if I bet both of those two, then I can just bring them back in later. They're going to be down with that. They're going to be excited. They'll, they'll both be back. They'll be really happy. They'll catch up. Everyone will be having a great time with that. And then fucking Ysail and I are going to be like, hey, you want to come over next Friday? Maybe you know, we'll have the whole. Yeah. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. And that is great. That's fantastic. That's a two for one deal, really. Uh huh. Uh, I would drag the knife across Harshfont's throat with a smile and oh draw it out because the best thing to happen in all of Heaven's Word was him dying. Do you, I... think, do you think if you drag the knife across his throat with a smile, he would still say a, a smile better suits a hero? Um, I think that I would be giving him a different kind of smile. I think that's the term for it, isn't it? Are you are you the, referring to giving the, to giving him an Irish smile throat, with the knife across the throat? Uh, well, they refer to the smile when you do it from ear to ear. Sure. Yeah. I I, I hate him. I hate him. He's terrible. His entire personality is I yeah, I am a Labrador retriever that exists to be sacrificed. <laughs> the moment the moment he walked on screen, I was like, he's the only Ishgardian that likes us. He's going to die. And like, he has no reason to like us is the thing that always killed me about it. Because he's surrounded by people. He's not meant to be portrayed as stupid, but he comes across as incredibly stupid. Well, I, think, I feel like he likes us because we helped him out in surface. Oh, that's a very Ishgardian trait to like someone for helping you out. That's why he's literally the only one in his entire society that likes that. And in that same quest line, we saw what happens to people that stick out like that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Makes, All right. It makes them look incredibly stupid. Also, I don't like chocolate. Oh, okay. Wow. wow what a, that's a terrible We're all opinion. coming together. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I would bed you sail uh because yeah uh if she does the shiva transformation while we're getting busy i'm i'm all about that get that uh, tempering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta get tempered properly uh good girls get tempered uh or Shafant, i would wed because again uh i am into anybody who will make me hot chocolate on a regular basis so exactly. if I can just be like busy working and, and Orshavant comes in uh, and gives me some like some, you know, moral support and, and hands me some hot chocolate, that's a good life. And as I pointed out earlier, when I said I would bed noted liar Urianje, <laughs> I would behead Moonbrita as part of his mind break sequence. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not as part of this mind break sequence. <laughs> I, I, my I, wife just looked at me from across the room like, what is the matter with you? Oh, there's a I, lot of stuff wrong with us, but listen, this is not one of them. I I kind of am okay. I'm I can see this. When when I went for the over the top on 
on the harsh front, I wasn't expecting you to one up me like that. <laughs> Don't you try and one up me, Jiraku. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, Jiraku likes to say that he wins every segment, but I'm taking I'm taking the point for this one. Thank you very that was, much. That was a lie when I was on my steroids. <laughs> my medication. <laughs> All right, that's where we're going to wrap it up to, uh, for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We really appreciate having you along. Uh, if you haven't already, we encourage you to follow us on social media. The easiest way to find out what the show is up to, you can find us at, on Twitter at WOLCastXIV. Uh, make sure that you tell a friend about the show. The easiest way to help the show and help us grow is to get more people to listen to it. So if you had an episode that you really liked or a part of an episode you really liked, Send it to somebody, send it to a friend, send it to some, or send it to someone you hate. I don't care. Uh, have them check out the show. We would love uh, to have you uh, or to, to be able to grow the audience and listen. have a few more people listening to us and our crazy, weird opinions, like why we would murder Moonbrita in front of Urianje. That's something I didn't expect to say when I sat down tonight, but here we are. Uh, if you haven't already, we would really appreciate it if you checked out the Patreon as well. That's over at patreon.com slash Ascalia. Uh, episodes, of course, come out every other Sunday. However, if you are on the uh, a follower on the Patreon, you actually get the episodes two days early on Fridays. So uh, we uh, definitely encourage you to check that out. That is going to be it for tonight's episode. Uh, Serena, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at purplegothzela. Um, you can also find me on Twitch at uh, Kieran Rose. That's K-Y-R-A-N-R-O-Z-E. Jiraku, where can we find you? Um, I hate social media. So I am on Discord at 24 characters, number 2535, the digits 2-4. I do use Tumblr. However, uh, I use Tumblr in the same way that a corpse uses a coffin. So Mm -hmm. I would not recommend following me on that. (laughs) <laughs> that's very descriptive I can never leave and that's why I'm here oh okay so the reason I played Final Fantasy 11 for 10 years got it yep correct understood uh, alrighty and of course you can follow me on Twitter at Scalia E-S-K-A-L-I-A and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Escalia. those are the easiest ways to find me and find out what I'm up to if you haven't already heard Limit Break Radio is returning we here at the Warriors of Lust podcast have joined the Limit Break Radio network uh, LBR will be returning in early 2022 so make sure that you follow Limit Break Radio on Twitter as well uh, for all those updates and you can follow them on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio as well that's going to be it for tonight's episode thank you all so much for tuning in and until next time have a good one bye bye have a good time I feel like you're threatening me again yeah, that was threatening everyone. That was more like have a good time or I'll find you. I'm watching you. One day we're gonna learn how to end episodes. <laughs> One day. But it is not this day. Yeah. Bye everyone. The Warriors of Lust podcast is part of the Limit Break Radio Network and created by the support of its listeners, including patrons like Clara Corrin. Views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Callie Page, Serena Hima, and Jiraku Drake, and are in no way affiliated with Square Enix.
Opening and closing themes provided by Karai Karomu. Check them out on Twitter at Karai Karomu. If you want to support the Warriors of Lust podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WolcastXIV.